okay, we are all a lot of bit traumatized from this year. There's no denying. We have seen some shit. We have seen our demons. We have really just had a whole experience. I have to say though, I don't know that 2020 holds a candle to some of the shit that you will see rubbing shoulders with celebrities as an entertainment journalist. That shit is traumatizing. And today we are taking the skeletons out of that closet in, you know, celebration of my favorite day of the year, Halloween, bitch. Today with me, I have my friend. She's a fellow entertainment journalist. She hosts my most favorite podcast, Spiritual Spiral. She used to do stand-up. Sam Davidson, we are here to chill with those skeletons. Bring them out. And welcome to spooky season of the spookiest celeb stories. And by spooky, we just mean creepy and rude. Cheers. This is me after dealing with these fuckers. And I know you guys might be thinking, Taylor, quit ragging on these celebrities. That's not nice. You know what? And Sam can attest to this. These fuckers have torn us up so many times throughout the years that I feel like, you know, we can have fun with this because it's time to level the playing field. Come on. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. But I have a confession and my confession is, is that I would take my worst celebrity red carpet story times 10 to be back on the carpet with people right now. I would be like, throw it at me, bitch. Like, let's fight. Like, let's do this. I actually, to prep for this episode, I was going through all of my old documents and looking at all the events I covered. And I was like, holy shit. I literally forgot about so many people I'd interviewed. I was screaming out to my dad and my mom. Remember when I interviewed Cardi B? Remember when I interviewed so-and-so? So you guys, we're going to go on a little haunted house of our memories today. And before we do that, this is going to be a little like verbal version of that Instagram site. What is it? Demois? Is that how you pronounce it, Sam? Demois, I think. Yes. This secret person in Hollywood gives all of these kind of like blind items and tea on celebrities and it's really really interesting and sometimes they don't name the celeb so we're gonna play that little game today we're gonna share with you some of our horror stories celebrity horror story ryan murphy we're the goddamn royalties here's your new reboot and (laughs) we aren't gonna name them so it's a little like choose your own adventure if you will yeah before we get started on this hayride of terror I want to kick it off by talking a little bit about what kind of what you just said, the irony and that we who were in the business, we would go back to it. But at the same time, why are we so over it? I took a poll on my Instagram saying, are celebrities irrelevant? Are they obsolete? And I think like 83, 85% of people said yes. Most of them were publicists, entertainment writers. So why are we the ones over it? You know, I think that the theme of 2020 really was like opening our eyes, you know, like we maybe thought that we were like woke 2019, but no, like there are so many things that we all knew about, like Ellen, you know, James Corden, all this stuff has come out, but we were like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. And we just are at our bullshit meter in 2020. Okay. Well, speaking of the bullshit meter. So Sam texted me yesterday, you guys saying I rented this movie on demand. Why the fuck did I do this? I'll never get those dollars back. I actually got a press release about this movie. It's called Friendsgiving and it has Kat Dennings, right? Melaine Ackerman. And Sam, you had texted me being like, this is trash. Is this what Hollywood has come to? And also it's tone deaf. So can you give the people a little bit of a flavor of your VOD experience? 
Yes, because um, I, I still really want to support films and I have no problem like paying $5, $6 to rent a movie I would go see in the theater. Love the cast, um, but it did. I typically love movies that are about celebrity culture. I love movies within a movie or a movie about a TV show. Like I usually love that stuff. Two of the characters in the show are supposed to be famous movie stars um, in the movie. And it was just basically about this actress who just had a baby, has this friends giving with all of these random people in her life, come over, they take shrooms, they like complain about their really amazing lives. And that's it. That's the movie. You had written me being like, this is so tone deaf right now. Stop. Because, and I, you know, I get that it's around Thanksgiving, which is why they're like, okay, I guess we have to release this. But, and obviously when they shot it, I don't think. COVID was a thing. It was about their really like silly problems. It wasn't anything real life at all. And it was just all these privileged people in one place, not talking about any serious issues. There was a little bit of talk like LGBTQ stuff, but they really, really watered it down. See, I thought it was tone deaf because it was these people playing celebrities in a mansion. And obviously that's a huge thing right now is how we are all like, we don't want to see one more goddamn video of you either telling us to social distance, telling us who to vote for, telling us anything when your chef is behind you making a fucking five-star omelet. Cut it out. We don't want to hear it anymore. That is also part of the reason there was a point in the film where she's like, oh, I didn't want a photo booth for this. God, it's so annoying. Why'd they have to drop that off? It's like, seriously? Do you think that we look like assholes? Because like I said, the people who voted in my poll being like, yes, knock it off, put them away. You would die at the people who said this. Like I'm talking, these are people who are still interviewing celebrities, writing about them, representing them, you name it. Are we hypocritical? Do we just hate ourselves that we do this? Uh, or we just like hate our lives right now and are jealous. I'm not really sure. I'm not like that. That might be part of it. But I've always been obsessed with celebrity culture and I still listen to podcasts about celebrity culture. I'd be lying if I say said that I didn't, but celebrities have a choice right now. They have a platform, like a really, really big one. They reach so many people and I just feel like so many of them have been using it irresponsibly. Like I don't want to see about your vacation when I can't go anywhere. Well, even this pissed me off. And you know, for those of you guys listening to my show, you know that I'm not super uptight about COVID. Like I know that it's a threat. I know that it's serious. I wear my damn mask, but I'm still living my life. Like I'm going to the gym and I'm going out to eat and what have you. But I watched that new episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Did you see that, Sam? My mom had me watch it, by the way. She's like the only middle-aged white lady in America keeping this network afloat. <laughs> but <laughs> Kim Kardashian has a 40th birthday party in Hollywood. And this is when COVID is going on. These people are so deranged. I was watching it and I was disgusted. I'm like, are you people for real? They hired people to do on-site testing, which that's expensive to do rapid testing like that. Cause you would see their guests like Malika and Khadijah being outside. Like we can't go inside yet. We haven't got our test results back. People are out there who need the fucking test. And then you go inside the party and it's literally Coachella mosh pit, probably hundreds of people hugging each other, no masks. Again, this is while COVID is going on. So they not only have this party, but then they air it on national TV. And I'm like, why do you guys keep being tone deaf? Stop it. Something else that really makes me mad about all of that and all these celebrities uh, are spending so much money on these, this rapid testing. I mean, there is a lot of stuff online that you can find out from like reputable sources 
that rapid testing isn't necessarily super accurate. And all these celebrities are like, oh no, I'm fine, don't worry. I was like, oh, I had a five minute test. And it's like, come on. Like, I just think that's I bullshit. Know. No, I know. Listen, I'm going to be totally transparent. My dad had to take a test recently because he was sick. It, it, it turned out to be food poisoning. But, you know, we're all in this house and he had to get a test and it was two to five days till he found out. Like, it's not funny. And then you see these fuckers being like, oh, I'm just getting a test and I'll find out in five minutes. Also, is that necessary? Kim Kardashian hasn't gotten enough attention in her life. Sometimes I talk to other people in our shoes being like, why do we like love, hate them? But I think like we've seen so much being on their side. <laughs> I know. It's like, what do we do now then? It's like, we hate them. But if yeah. we will to get hired again to report on them, then I mean, I bring it. But there's so many things, don't you think? Seeing their elaborate houses, like their vacations, like you said, you know, quit telling us like all of a sudden you're an expert in politics, like just stay in your lane, keep it entertainment. Like we have real problems. I feel like the working class person, like you can't relate. So just stop. And I think that's why people are like, fuck this. Yeah. And I mean, I would really love to see a celebrity post on their social media about helping small businesses or getting people their jobs. Yeah. Like expanding the people that work with them, you know, opening up a nonprofit for hunger and homelessness, like something like that's what they should be using their platform for not showing us how you got a five minute COVID test to go to Paris, Kylie Jenner. Did she do that? Yeah. A few months ago. And she brought a few of her friends and she said, Oh, it was a business meeting. And she was like posting in Paris. And it was, this was like really in the thick of it. And it was like painful out of touch period so with that said it's a little precursor because i know you guys are feeling some type of way about this like so many of you guys are like they need to go away stop it like go live in beetlejuice's town i feel like we should kick this off with how this whole idea for this episode started with our text exchange that organically i don't know how it started but we were talking about this awful interactions we've had with this famous couple who these assholes post about their engagement, their relationship, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's in your dreams. It's in your REM cycle. You can't escape it. One of them was on a TV show. One of them was on a reality show. Pretty easy. Yeah. Any equals MC squared. So figure that out. (laughs) Here's my story about said woman. So I was actually just rewatching part of the clip this morning, but I mean, my editor cut out like the ugly part where she was mean, um, but it was an AIDS benefit. And so, you know, when you're at a benefit about a charity or about a cause, you got to ask about the cause first, warm them up a little bit. And so I was talking to this actress who has some health issues of her own too, and is a big advocate for things in the health community about the cause, blah, blah, blah. Things were going great. She was also giving super bullshit answers. Now that I rewatched the thing, I asked her how she plans on using her platform more actually to help spread awareness for causes like this. And her response was basic, you know, oh, well, it's so important to use my platform. Yeah, I know. And all she does is use it to really promote her like beautiful love story. So it was around Halloween time and I asked her what her and her fiance were going to be for Halloween. And she looked at me as though I asked her if she was pregnant, like so disgusted. And she just goes <laughs> and took her hand and just like shoo-shooed me away. And as she was walking away too, it was almost like a bye, bye, just like waving and shooing me away, like with the meanest look on her face. And you know, when that happens, it's not that big of a deal, but the worst it is that everyone else sees it and they're like oh that was a scene that was 
awkward. And then you just have to stand there and you're like, okay, got to brush it off onto the next one. And it was just, yeah, she left such a bad taste in my mouth. You know, I had the exact same experience with this person and I'm sorry. Same thing goes for Chrissy Teigen and John Legend who put every fucking thing on their, they air it out. The horrible story with her um, stillborn, that in and of itself is totally controversial with people going, was that too much? This really like celebrities have no privacy. You have no right to try to even be private at all. It's disrespectful to, you know, the baby. And then you have people applauding it going, thanks for, you know, making this normalized. So that in and of itself is a whole other ball of wax. But when you are putting every time you piss, you shit, you burp, you clean your earwax on your social media, you have no right to all of a sudden to the press be like, "Mm, no, sorry. Bye. She did that same thing with me. And you guys, this is someone who literally every time they basically penetrate each other, we're seeing it on their social media. Okay. And this girl did the exact same thing to me. She, meanwhile, was in the middle of talking about her really public engagement. And at the time, she was promoting a movie about weddings. Hi. So clearly, I'm going to be like, can you relate? I'm sure given what you're going on in your real life, you know, all the same exact experience as Sam. She first regurgitated an entire synopsis of the movie that her publicist probably made her memorize that I saw on the press release that I saw on the movie poster. So get a little original and creative. I looked at it like you did this morning and I just was like, oh my God, I feel so awkward all over again. I asked her, you've been going to a lot of weddings lately. Are you getting inspiration for your dress? This and that. She literally (laughs) kind of like Sam, like looked at me. Like I literally was Michael Jackson's hologram. Like I'm insane. Shooed me and was awkward. This isn't a hard thing to answer. This isn't rocket science. Yeah. And you know, you can tell the difference. There's two different kinds of rude celebrities, seemingly rude on the carpet. There's ones that are just assholes like this person. And there's others that you can tell might have a lot of social anxiety and just don't know how to do this. And then you kind of feel bad for them because you can feel, and like me and you, we've talked about this on my spiritual show. Like we're both very empathic. This is probably why we were such good journalists on the carpet, but there's a difference. Like I've seen people make the excuse like, oh, maybe they're just like, awkward or no they're not they're movie stars you You can definitely tell the difference someone who i feel like is that kind of awkward is um alfrey wood Wood, how do you pronounce her name she was alfie woodard Woodard? yeah yeah and this is kind of common knowledge with red carpet reporters she's not a mean woman she's just sort of kind of socially awkward you know we'll kind of look at you funny take a second to think about what she says is a little quirky that happens but then you have someone like this who clearly is fine with being in the spotlight is just kind of choosing to be a dick i even asked do you think people from your beloved show will be guests this is totally in the box of being normal and appropriate she was like you sam completely disgusted kind of like giggled gave me a side eye i was so turned off too by that you're that above it You can't even talk about weddings when your wedding is all we fucking see 24-7. Also, this was upsetting to me, is you said her significant other is kind of a dick. And I was like, no, I thought he was going to salvage this duo. I never met him, but I heard that he was okay, but. Yeah, because I'm a big, um, oh, I was about to say the franchise. I'm a big fan of this reality TV show franchise that he's a part of. Um, (laughs) 
And so I was excited to meet him and interview him. And yeah, I mean, he couldn't have been more rude and it didn't surprise me, obviously. I mean, they were made for each other. That's what I said, match made in heaven. I've had people say when I've complimented them on their recent engagement or, you know, you look so stunning and you actually give them a compliment about them. That means that you know who they are, that you've done your research, that you follow them on Instagram, whatever. The nice celebrities go, that is so kind. Thank you so much for your support. And are they full of shit? Maybe, but they're actors. Act. No, act. I mean, what, what you described with her walking away, and I've told this story on the podcast before, but the time Luke Hemsworth straight up walked away from me, what you're saying, it's number one act. I know it sounds crazy. It sounds really out of the box for you, but also what you said about it, kind of, it's like a public scene because everyone on the red carpet sees it and you're like, I feel like the biggest asshole. It's not cool. It's not nice. Don't make us feel, you know, we're doing our jobs too. How many times have you gotten off a carpet and had an embarrassing moment like that and just gone to bed and just like pulled the covers over your head and you're like, I'm going to black this out and never remember again and just act like it didn't happen tomorrow. One in particular that was people who knew we were doing this episode from family, from DMs were like, please tell this story. I interviewed on a red carpet a middle-aged actress is funny on screen was part of a hugely successful tv show and she mortified me i left that carpet i called my mentor in tears being like i'm never gonna do a red carpet again this is what again like with the self-righteous self-important like example a just entertain the fucking question or just say you know what don't feel like talking about that let's move on and meanwhile, one of my editors, because I'm a freelancer, one of my editors for one of the magazines I worked for was right next to me. So she witnessed the entire thing. I was mortified. And she's a comedian. This is another thing that you have probably learned, right, Sam, is that they are not like their on-screen persona no. a lot of the time. Yeah. Like comedians can be the biggest dicks. So I asked her something kind of silly and irreverent. I can't remember exactly what it was. But she literally was like, I I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm sorry. No. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. So I'm like, okay, gather yourself. Now I was there at the time for Bustle and I've talked about my experience working for Bustle. And I think it was right after Trump was elected or right around, there was, there was shit going on in politics and they wanted me to ask everybody, what do you love about America? So you could take that politically or not. Like, I don't think that that is the most brain busting question. So then I was like, all right, let's lowball this. Let's ease it out. Let me ask her something like kind of easy. She lost her fucking mind. And I'm talking about screaming, like screaming in the middle of the red carpet. There were celebrities. I think like Ryan Murphy and Matt Bomber were a little bit down, Heidi Klum, and then all reporters. She takes a step back, is in the middle of the carpet, and she says, honey, we are at this event and you have the nerve. You're going to ask me something as so stupid as that. What, who do you think you are? Literally screaming and then stomps away from me. I was, I was like, oh my God. Cause I asked her what she liked about America. This is what caused her to go off the deep end and lose her shit. I guess not a lot. She doesn't like a lot about America. <laughs> Do you think that that's like that polarizing of a question? It's one thing if I were to start getting into it about this candidate, that, this, that, you know? 
I know. I agree. Um, oh, that makes me so angry. I've heard similar things about this celebrity. And I've also heard she was perfectly fine on carpets before. Like, what's wrong with her? Like, why, why does she do this? Why does she still work? I just don't get it. I mean, regardless, she plays the exact same kind of character every role that she has. Like, yeah, that's what's interesting is that people aren't necessarily how you would think. And sometimes on the flip side, in a good way, when we were prepping for this episode to kind of like jog my memory, I was literally Googling like meanest celebrities. And so many people on those recurring lists were actually so fantastic. Like Mike Myers, great. Dana Carvey, this is not supposed to be a Wayne's World theme, but you know what I'm saying? Like so many people who are actually fucking awesome. So you're like, were they just mean to someone else? How did they get that bad rap? Yeah. And it's also something to remember about that Dumois account is that these aren't verified sources. And honestly, there could easily be other celebrities with a fake email address, like writing in about someone that they hate. So you never know, but there is definitely a lot of um, repetition and themes. And every time I look at that account, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. How about an actor who is also actually in comedy? Oh, yes. Here's an actor who's also a comedian, but he's a very, very dry comedian. That said, you'll watch his movies and think that you could like make a fart joke in front of him and make him laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like seems relatable. He did an indie film that he had a very small role in. They acted as though it was his movie. Um, and I watched the film. He wasn't a producer or anything. And there were some really amazing, hardworking people in this film that worked hard. It was pretty good. They were so excited to promote it. When he came, obviously very late before the film was actually about to start, I was mid-interview with the actual star of the movie. And the publicist pulls her and was like, no, we can't, we can't, he's here. So it's like, okay, I had to stop this interview, mid-interview. They pulled everybody. Not one person was allowed to be on the carpet at the same time that this man was. And there's, you know, a line of like 20 or so outlets and journalists waiting. So you know how it works. Like you get one actor, they get another, nobody. Nobody could be on the carpet besides him. Wait, you mean nobody, like, celebrity-wise? Celebrity-wise. None I'm of the sorry. other actors. I've interviewed Angelina Jolie twice, and even she doesn't pull that. Yeah, not one other person, not one other celebrity, director, whomever, was allowed to be on this carpet. And it was as though it was his film, and it was not. He had, like, 15 lines. Unacceptable. It, Unacceptable. No. The only it, person it is questionable that behavior is Brad Pitt, and that's so we can stare and really take time to look at his bulge and dissect and see what is going on down there. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And so when I finally talked to him, he instilled kind of this, like, feeling of fear amongst the journalists, because his publicists basically, you know, were like, you can't ask this, you can't ask that. And so I had a really basic, stupid, stupid interview with him. He cut time from all of these actors that had worked their ass off to be in this film. I didn't have the platform as him. And yeah, I mean, wasn't my worst celebrity encounter, but it just put such a bad taste in my mouth because he was kind of rude and he just ruined the whole thing for all of his other actors who had a much more prominent part of this film. You know, when you talked about that sort of dry humor, you're like, you can't even make a fart joke with this person. That is really common with these people. We're going to get to the grand finale of someone who is the queen of that, that Sam, you had a once in a lifetime experience with. 
But somebody else who was like that is another comedian. Here we go. Yet again, by the way, you guys, we did not plan this. Maybe there's a theme going on over there. There's something in the water at the comedy store that they're like fucking all of us up. Oh, there is something in the water at the comedy store for sure. (laughs) By the way, that's a famous comedy club in Los Angeles that's collecting dust right now during COVID. But what is, okay, how do I describe her without giving it away? She does like raunchy comedy out of nowhere kind of got super famous and now she kind of fell off the grid. I feel like her comedy specials are hit or miss. Do what you will with that. And I've interviewed her a few times and she's the kind of person like what you're describing where they have that, you and I both have dry humor and we're, you know, we're sarcastic, but there's a difference between that and just being a dick and giving the journalists nothing to work with. Say you're like, what do you love about this movie? I love that it doesn't take place in space, you know, like something where it's like, it has nothing to do with your question and they're just such a dick about it. And you're like, how do I even like write a story about this? Cause you just gave me nothing to work with. Like they purposely fuck with you. You know what I mean? Do you ever feel though, like to try to turn the tables that perhaps they have PTSD or something from some journalists completely exploiting them and having like getting really bad PR and being afraid to talk at all? I don't know, because I've talked to her a few times, and it's always been the same. Yeah, she's just a dick. And it's like, I don't know, man. Throw us a bone. I think that they're just over the whole thing, and it's, like, clear they don't want to be there. So they're like, let me just, you know, screw with you for fun. It's not I don't cool. get it. Like, Being we're girls. all there, yeah, like, supporting these people. And, you know, yes, this is a cyclical thing. Like, we have a job because they have a job. And they have a job because we do our jobs and put stories out about them and keep their name in the media. Like Amen. it's men. Yeah. You know, Amen, it's like sister. I've talked about this for sure. It's so fucked yeah. up. It's like, guys, you know, we're doing our job too. And by the way, I'm not here for my health. I'm here to help you asshole promote your movie. So get a clue, but they don't yeah. have any clues, especially during COVID, which we're learning. How about this young talk about becoming famous mm. overnight? You know who I'm talking about though, mm-hmm. this young Part of a really, really popular spooky show, which I love, had her come up overnight. Girl is in trouble. Like, even though she was a little bitch to me and to you and probably a million other people, I am concerned for her, like where she's going to be in five years, honestly. You guys, we didn't even have to conspire about this. With our last one, we whispered it. I have to edit it out. This one, we're telepathic on this bitch. We know. Yeah. We know. I get that feeling too. I interviewed her one time on a red carpet for a movie that she starred in. She just was acting so above everyone. And I literally was like, you are a fetus's fetus. You have no business, no business. I asked her a question. She answered the question. And then, you know, normally it's a conversation. You go back and forth with the person. I was in a group of reporters. So she finishes answering my question. And then she looks to a reporter next to me and goes, next. I was like, bitch, I wasn't done with you. Get on the school bus and learn that. I wonder if this was the same premiere I was at where um, I had a not so nice encounter with her, but I was grouped as well. And, um, you know, I asked her comparing this character that she was playing in this film to another character that she so famously plays. And she just looked at me and rolled her eyes, but then put in, you know, when like girls can, they smile, but you know, their smiles saying, fuck you. She goes, 
I don't know. I guess you're just going to have to write, ask the writers that question next. And then. Oh, <laughs> hell no. I hate when they, by the way, sidebar, I hate when they answer stuff and defer to the writers. This question is for you. I can't stand that shit. Yeah. And then another carpet that she was on, which was uh, the season premiere of that famous show. And we were in Santa Monica. It was literally a hundred degrees out. Everyone was on top of each other. It was a huge carpet. We were all sweating balls. And obviously we all wanted to talk to her, at least grouped, you know? She just walks down our part of the carpet in this huge gown and is like, I'm so sorry, everybody. I have to go in. And then we just saw her literally <laughs> like standing there, <laughs> not talking to anybody. I love when they do that. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Have to get in. I'm like, number one, where's the fire? Number two, you're sitting there picking your cuticle. So self-important. But why are you like, I'm worried for her? Because I think with her, it's more of an attitude thing. I remember I had Scott Hoover on the show when it first started months ago, who was an OG. He is Hollywood. Like he is the celebrity entertainment reporter. And he's been around for so long. He was like, you know, I saw Lindsay Lohan back in Parent Trap days when she was really young. And I remember at the time thinking, oh no. Oh no. But her, with her, I think he was referring more to her partying ways and the way she acted at, acted at after parties and that kind of thing, that she would get sucked into that whole scene. There are like confirmed rumors that a um, rapper in who's very famous, um, he's like around our age, and that he and this young girl had like text a lot like, he was flirting with her a bunch. She was loving it. She seems to get, like, very wrapped up, I feel like, in men in the industry. And I can just see, like, that being a big downfall. And I could just, I literally see in a couple of years her, like, going nude in a movie. And we're all going to be like, oh, God. That's fascinating. I didn't yeah. know that. I thought it was more, again, like, the attitude thing of, like, I'm so great. You're a peasant. Go make me a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens when there's when the show ends, which it will um, soon. So, I wouldn't be surprised if her career doesn't, you know, stay big for much longer. Here's a common thread I feel like with these people. I understand if you're being an obnoxious reporter and asking them stuff that's inappropriate or this or that, but when you're asking someone something that's so matter of fact and mindless and they go crazy, that's what I don't understand. Just why? Just why? With me, it's happened maybe a few times where they get their publicity involved. And it's like, for real, you really need to make such a stink that you have to call your publicist and your agent and your manicurist to come rag on me. Knock it off. One time this happened, I was interviewing a trio of young hawk eyes. The material they were working with was having to do with a cougar type woman. Mm -hmm. So after the interview, which was an audio interview for my site, talk to me, I had my selfie stick and I asked them stuff about this very thing, you know, about their feelings on getting into a relationship with an older woman, if they ever had, again, on brand with the fucking thing that they were promoting. I didn't even get to my car at the four seasons where this took place when I was berated with an email chain from my editors, their publicists, although there were three of them, I think I know the one that it was. He's like a cute, straight white guy <laughs> who's about our age. And they literally annihilated me 
and was like, this was so inappropriate, so unacceptable. It made my client feel so uncomfortable. And I'm thinking to myself, this is human decency at this point. Like I said, I hadn't even walked outside of the building. So I was standing right there with these people. What did the, what did he complain to his publicist in a matter of three minutes? And then in their elevator ride on the way up to the grand suite, she then emailed my editor. Like they couldn't pull me aside right then and there and be like, Taylor, you know, we, we're not down with that. Could you just delete it or not use it? No, they had to like go behind my back do a whole thing, make a whole stink. And I was mortified. That was another one of my, I'm losing my jobs and I'm never going to work in this business ever again. Moments like full on mental breakdown, how to order so much in and out that night to like ease my pain because that's what they'll do that. I know they do. And it's our jobs are hard enough. That's rude. I I'm going to, you're going to need to tell me you're talking about after this. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. You have one now with, how do I say this? We know in the business, like, again, there's an unspoken thing with certain people where we know they're obnoxious. I'm talking about a blonde actress who was in a very famous nostalgic show when we were younger. Do you know who I'm talking about? She's always making headlines for stupid shit. Duh. (laughs) Duh. Yeah. This is someone who we hear about and we're not really sure. We're like, is it an urban legend? Is it a myth? Yeah. Several times I've had her, well, like kind of just run away from me. Um, which always feels so good when people run away from you, especially publicly. Like that kind of feeling is just one that will stay with you forever and ever and ever. And this is also someone that like for us journalists, it's very frustrating when you kind of feel like actors who already have everything, like take your job. Not necessarily that we would be hosting our own show on network television, but one of our peers could have that job way better job than this person. So the past, yes, this woman was a big part of our nostalgia. And you would think since she's worked in the industry for so long and still kind of works in the industry, I would say the past couple of years, not as much, um, is a genuinely good person, you know, at least easy to work with. But yeah, this actor got her own show, which where she was interviewing people. She was really, really bad at it, by the way. Um, very bad. got canceled. This is yeah. like something the industry needs to learn too. giving influencers and YouTubers and actor shows like a quit stealing our jobs and B case in point. It doesn't always hold yeah. up. like stick to acting. And so there is a pop culture festival in LA, like under a big, um, a big name and they have panels where there's like nostalgic TV shows, you interview the cast, panels where just an actor talks about their life and their experiences throughout their career. And so we all sit in a room for hours and hours and hours and wait for these people to come by before their panels. So this actress had her own thing. She had her own show that year. She had her own panel, which was huge. She literally walks into the room of journalists where we were sitting on the floor at that point because we'd been there so long waiting for her. And she just kind of looks and I like stick my microphone. I'm like, great, let's do this. Let's go. Let's get her. And she just looks at me up and down and she's like, no, don't feel like it today. And then just walked out as we all had been waiting. Like she had done that again on a different carpet, but she was a guest at the event. Like this was her thing. This was her thing. We were all there for her and she couldn't have given less of a shit. That's really horrible. I mean, how many times I have seen 
the infamous, you know, takes a look at all the reporters, whispers to their publicists, and then they decide if they're going to do interviews or not. And they obviously decide no and keep it walking and keep it moving again. Like there's an earthquake fire that they need to somehow run away from. I mean, I would literally be a trillionaire if I had a dime for every fucking time. And you're right. And the kicker is when they'll do it at not only their own event for them, but their charity event. I'm like, Mm -hmm. these people have balls. These people have balls the size of Saturn's rings to throw a charity event and then look at us like we are dirt. It's bad. It's bad. And, you know, I don't like to see anybody fail, but I feel like this woman is just like, she's, she's gotten hers recently. I just feel like she's a hot mess. So You reap what you sow, bitch. I actually have one that is kind of a full circle moment that I just realized from someone earlier. This was actually right before COVID. I interviewed this man, how do I describe, a little bit older, super good looking, was the lead in a very famous show, you know, fan favorite show for maybe five, six seasons. But my business partner used to know him when they were both like sort of on their come up. So I think this man has been a dick like since the beginning of time. I interviewed him on a press line. There was a story that had just come out about him and said comedian earlier Mm. you know where they had had a little maybe smooch a little maybe something going on like literally the night before the photos had come out so the magazine I was there with wanted me to ask him about it and this guy by the way you know how you said that people like on a demois they have a certain sort of reputation this guy has a reputation for being a dick I think I had asked him in a really joking, jokingly way, you know, like people are seeing this photo and they're talking about it, anything to put the rumors to bed or something. Like, I wasn't like, what's the status? Are you sleeping with blah, blah? And he couldn't have been more of a dick about it. And again, with the humiliation where everyone sees it, everyone's a spectator in this game. And he said something like, just making me look like an idiot. I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, she's a nice lady. Like something so blunt. I was like, I hate my life. And then he just like walked away. Same thing with you. So um, please just kill myself. Maybe it's like the middle-aged white guy in Hollywood thing Mm. when they're just dicks. Yeah. Because actually I didn't tell you this, what the story was. And it it has definitely a dick euphemism um, to it. He's a comedian, has his own animated show that is so funny that I was like completely obsessed with. And yeah, it's so good, but I can't really watch it anymore. So he's there, I was interviewing him and you know what? Like sometimes you get excited when you're interviewing someone that you really, really like. And then sometimes those interviews aren't the best and you do something embarrassing, you know, that, and I don't think what I did was that embarrassing, but I'm talking to him, complimenting him. Then he just goes, can you like get that like out of my face? And I was like, what do you mean that the recorder my microphone (laughs) i'm sorry do you want me (laughs) to interview you with our minds he goes you're literally like sticking that in my mouth and i thought that he was fucking with me like i thought he was joking and i go ha 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 and then my camera guy like taps me and he's like no and i was like oh and then i pull it and i pull it like a foot away so after that i had ptsd with mics with people like my camera guy kept on being like you gotta put it closer and i was like not too close and then he mentioned this youtube video that just went viral about like someone putting a mic in their mouth and making it like they were like 
sucking a dick. And so I really still thought he was joking throughout this whole thing and he wasn't. And then after it was done and I have the microphone, like so far away, we can probably barely use the audio at all. Um, he's just like, yeah, like you literally like don't stick it that close to my mouth and my face. And I was like, sorry, I was so embarrassed and he was so rude. And I just, and I think I might've said too, I was like, I'm sorry. I was just uh, so excited to uh, get a chance to interview you. I really love your work. And he's just like, yeah, thanks. (gasps) That's no, something is going on with these white middle-aged men. You know, I always talk about how I feel like there's the whole buzzy thing of like the white male patriarchy and what have you. And I often feel like white guys get a bad rap. Like they're not all bad, but Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever had a black actor or actress or any minority for that matter, who's been a dick. Like Gina Rodriguez is great. Zoe Zaldana's amazing. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. I know that he's a controversial man. (laughs) Fantastic with me. I've told that story before. If you want to go in the archives, like now that I think about it, what these white dudes just what they they think their shit don't stink they're their gift to us i know i'm just like seeing a meme i can create right now of like his mouth just wide open and me just like shoving that mic right down it and saying suck it <laughs> that's not okay see that's the entitlement like who do you think you are i know and i'm like you you used to do stand up sketch what is the problem i COVID was not like a thing, you know, it's not as though we were like spreading some disease and he's like, ew, can you like get this away from me? And I really don't think it was that close to his, to his mouth. You should have been like, sir, you should be so lucky to suck (laughs) on my microphone. His show is about sex. I know. That's why I was so confused because I really thought he was being like sarcastic, facetious, you know, something, but he was not. That happens. I hate when that happens, when you think that they're kidding. And then for me, I can be slow when it comes to that. When a celebrity is like fucking with you, even not celebrity, like it takes me a while sometimes and people will be like, Taylor, I'm joking. I'm super gullible. And it takes me a minute to for it to sink in. This happened to me, a similar story to that man, yet another middle-aged white man who is known for being a dick in the industry to press, to fans. Okay. I interviewed this man and I was so let down. It was kind of like you with that last one where you were so excited because you love their work and you're genuinely excited to meet them. He was doing a press line for a charity with his wife. And I'm not at all. I mean, you and I are seasoned vets. We're not like, can I get a picture? Can I get it? Like we don't roll that way. This was the one exception. And I didn't even want a picture with him. So he and his wife approached me. We do the interview. And then at the end, I say to him, I have interviewed Oprah and I didn't even do this when I met Oprah. So I said, I'm like, sir, I'm literally putting you above Oprah right now, which is big. I said, my dad is obsessed with you. He knows every single word to your show. This man was in one of the most famous sitcoms of all time. I said, would you mind if I took either a photo or a five second video, just saying hello to him? That was it. This is the most like fangirl thing I've ever done. Do you think that that's that invasive or like unprofessional? No. I mean, especially like what was the vibe like? Were people on top of each other? Were like trying to grab him? Not at all. It was like super spaced out. It was a charity event with kids. 
So it was a yeah. family friendly thing. Everyone was there with their kids. My interview with him and his wife was actually about their kids. So I was like in the spirit of this father, daughter, family friendly theme we have going on today as a daughter of a man who was obsessed with you and had me watch every single one of your shows growing up. Could you just say hi? It would make his life that kind of thing. And he couldn't be more of a dick. He looks at me and he goes, would your editor be happy about that? I don't know how your editor would feel about that. And again, I thought he was fucking with me and I'm kind of like laughing. I think I had said something like, you know, they know how professional I am. I don't think that they would mind. And still he goes, yeah, no, sorry. Walks away. Then this is like some of the other stories we told today. They must have whispered in their, I guess they were so fucking offended by my request. They must have gone back to the publicist and said this was so inappropriate. And the publicist then came after me. And again, had the need to email my editors and say, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so felt very uncomfortable by this. That was so inappropriate, just so you know. Which, by the way, what would be their motivation? Like, what could they gain from going and telling on me to my editors? I was pissed. Yeah, like I mean, getting really. you fired? Like, is that, does that make them happy? Do you guys see, do you guys see the abuse that we go to? Not to be mean girls, but do you think it's warranted at this point? Look at the shit that they put us through, making us think twice about our sanity, our jobs, our life's purpose. Assholes. We've saved the best for last. Ready for my grand finale? We're ready. Okay. This is what you all have been waiting for. And Get your your popcorn (laughs) and your candy corn. If you guys want the name, just DM me. I have no qualms with putting this woman on blast, but I will keep it um, professional and confidential during this time. So I covered a carpet for a play in Los Angeles, which wasn't really typical, but the release said there was going to be all these celebrities there. And I had just started my job, not that like long before. And so you know, every time I would do a carpet with video, we'd have to pay for my camera guy and blah, blah, blah. So if I went to an event where I didn't get anything, that was wasting money for the company, which was not a good look for me. So we went and they said there was going to be all these celebrities there, that Entertainment Tonight was going to be right next to me. I was the only outlet there. So I was literally solo on the red carpet. That was fine by me. But I'm just pointing that out because the attention was on me completely and whomever I was speaking to. And uh, the carpet outside their bar area so people were mingling watching whatever carpets coming to an end still haven't really got anyone of note then the one celebrity that I was really there for walks in and I'm like I have to get her my editors will be very pissed if I don't so I yell this girl's name like hey like can you just come over for one second I was so so appreciate it this is a girl that typically plays very relatable roles girl power supporting women she's part of a franchise um there's three films and it's all about you know women supporting women blah 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 so I, I made some joke to her, like, you get it, girl, like, come on, you know, my editors will be so pissed if I just don't talk to you briefly. Thank you so much. And she was with two of the other girls from this film franchise that had much smaller roles. And so the two girls want the press. And so they're like, come on, come on. They drag her over. So I asked them what brought them here at first, you know, this evening, this is a play kind of random. 
And they said that they were, the two girls said they're here supporting a friend that was also in the films with them. And then this celebrity just goes, yeah, I like hate supporting people. It's super annoying. Again, totally thought this was her playing her typical, like facetious, superly like sarcastic, awkward role. And I go, ha ha, okay, yeah. And so the third installment of this franchise had come out a few months prior and there was talk of a fourth. So I, and I mean, meanwhile, the entire time this girl like really isn't looking at me. And if she is looking at me, she looks like she wants to murder me. And so I asked about a fourth installment of this film and if they knew anything about it, if they would want to do it. And then she looked at me like I had just like punched her in the face. <laughs> and she kind of gives me that bitchy smile that we were talking about. And she took my mic cord and threw it in the air, um, making my mic fly in the air. And she just runs. She just bolted. She just ran away from me. And the two girls left standing were like, uh, sorry. And then they just walked away mid-interview too. So here I am with all of these people staring at me, by the way, picking up my mic from the ground, being like, um, testing, is this thing still like working? And the rest of the, I mean, this girl was death glaring at me for the rest of the night too, because I stayed for the show and after for drinks. And I knew she like wanted me to leave too. And I was thinking to myself, screw you. Like I am here. I am here to see the show. I'm here to do my job. Like what did I ever do to you? I simply do not understand. She threw my equipment. She threw my equipment in the air and just ran away from me. And this is a grown yeah. woman. This is a grown woman in her thirties. In the air, in the air. I love the description. Who the fuck does that? Who in their right mind? Who does that? That's a me too moment. I'm sorry. The fact that she harassed your microphone cord like that, who does that? Unacceptable. It's really unacceptable. And it wasn't funny. And it was too that embarrassing. Like at first my DP that was there, you know, he was just trying to be like, don't worry. Like no one saw, you know, just, let's just pretend like it didn't happen. And then I was getting random people that I did not know for the rest of the night coming up to me, asking me if I was okay because of how embarrassing that was. You're like, I know a therapist. She's fantastic. Here's her card. I mean, what the common theme is with all of these nutbags is human decency. I hope that this episode has been fun and entertaining for you guys, but at the end of the day, we wouldn't have to be having this conversation if these people, like, we're not asking for much. This is just common human politeness and decency and courtesy behavior. Be kind. And there are a lot of nice celebrities out there. Maybe we can do another episode one day talking about them, but, you know, just be nice. And if you're not, I really hope you don't work again. I've had celebrities the first time they were rude and the second time they were super nice. And I'm like, okay, we're all human. But most of these stories that we've told are patterns of behavior and also not just like I'm in a pissy mood, but like that they really want to ruin your day and ruin your job. You know, I'll end this on a high note. Speaking of somebody not taking the opportunity to fuck with you and they very well could have. I never told my mortifying Kevin Costner story. And this was actually a celebrity horror story, but on my end, not his. He was promoting, I think it was last year, that movie with the dogs. And he had, I don't, I'm probably the worst celebrity entertainment reporter on the fucking planet because I don't really Google these people prior. I'm like, I know what I know and let's just roll with it. Let's go on this ride together. So he was there with this young lady 
and these little kids. Kevin Costner is what, in his 60s? Mm-hmm. So I always kind of like make small chat with people beforehand and kind of shoot the shit to loosen them up. So it's, a, again, a family-friendly day. And I'm like, oh, I see you're here, you know, with your grandkids, here to promote your movie. And he looks at me and he's like, those aren't my grandkids, they're my kids. And I, this is, again, where Taylor, a little slow on the take, I thought he was fucking with me. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, your kids. And he was like, no, really, they're my kids. And he wasn't being a dick about it. He just was kind of like matter of fact. And I was like, I fucking hate my life. Make me the mummy and put me in a great, in a tomb <laughs> fucking casket right now. Like, bye. I kind of kept it moving. And so then later, I, I kind of like made a joke of it. I was like, you know, do you feel like there are any movies of yours that you would feel awkward or uncomfortable watching with your kids? And then he, thank God, ended up making a joke out of it. And he was like, they don't even get what I do. He kind of made a light of it. And then he somehow was like, you know, maybe I'll watch them one day with my grandkids, like kind of wink, wink. And so, but he was super cool about it. And so that, to leave it on a happy, bright note is where you can be a total fucking idiot. And then they are just cool about it for the win, Kevin Costner, because he totally had the opportunity to be a jerk. And he couldn't have been cooler and even made a joke about it. So there you love go. Love him. I love him. Maybe Thanks. these stories will keep you up at night. Maybe they won't. But celebs, hear us loud and clear on this spooky Halloween evening. You got a lot of time. A lot of people are talking about, to bring it back to earlier, how you guys, not to be mean, but maybe you're, you know, becoming a little bit irrelevant. People aren't taking what you say to heart. People are kind of rolling their eyes and being like, bitch, say it to someone. Who cares? Save it. So you got a lot of time between, you know, getting fed your cage-free egg frittata, getting a foot massage in your lovely $50 million mansion. You have a lot of time to reflect. So maybe think about, you know, the way that you treat us peasants, what you are putting out there, the tone deafness. And you know what? Maybe I know it's all about you, but like, maybe we don't want to hear it all the time. I'm just saying, maybe check yourselves. Keep yourselves humble, guys. Just be humble and kind. Thank you guys for um, really making me hate my life. Love you lots. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Taylor. Thanks, Sam. I'll text you in a minute and then we'll talk more shit. Okay. Bye. (laughs)